4: This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on the V the Sports Betting Network.
0: Hello,
5: friends. Happy Monday. Welcome into to My Guys in the Desert. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, going to be hanging out with you over the course of the next hour, live from downtown Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook. Got a great hour ahead. Jimmy Vaquero and Vinnie Mayulo, my guys at the South Point, are going to take us behind the book in just a little bit, give us their perspective on how Master Sunday ultimately played out. Of course, the NBA postseason getting underway. We'll break down those play-in games, by the way, in just a couple of minutes here. We'll also hear from John Legaza, MLB writer for The Athletic, who has been all over the start of the MLB season, and Julian Edlow of DraftKings at the end of the hour as well. Give us his best NBA best bet as the postseason begins. But let's roll along like we do to start off a of Monday the right way with our top five things, news and notes, stories you need to know that affect us as betters, and we will start with the ye old 86th master, Scotty Scheffler coming through, living up to his world number one ranking with a dominant win. The four-putt double bogey last hole However was a pretty bad beat for a number of betters that were sweating that under final round score 70 and a half. I at least got a push because I bet it under 71 Scheffler though after a winless stretch his first 70 events has gone over the last 57 days won four of his last six including a green jacket for his first ever major win that ticket cashing by the way 16 to 1 pre flop shooting a 10 under on the tournament three shots ahead of second place Rory McElroy. and what? An incredible finish Rory had. He went off on Sunday despite being back 10 strokes after 54 holes. Climbs all the way back shooting eight under 64, holing out in incredible fashion on 18 from the bunker. And then Colin Moore Coward back to back. Such a fun ending here. For everybody that said it was a boring Masters because Scheffler basically led for the majority of this thing, just watch the last couple of minutes. So much fun. Next. Major is the PGA Championship coming up in May. Scheffler is 12-1 to win that. Second best odds over John Rahm. Next up on the PGA calendar however, the RBC Heritage in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Justin Thomas, your 9-1 favorite, followed by Colin Morikawa, 12-1. Patrick Cantlay 14-1 and Cameron Smith, 16-1. Number two in our top five in the NBA. Reason to worry a little bit if you are a Mavericks fan or backer. Dallas Mavericks superstar Luka Doncic suffering a left calf strain last night. Had to exit the team's 130 120 win over San Antonio in the third quarter and according to reports though there is initial optimism that it's not going to be a significant injury. He fortunately has almost a full week to recover as the 4 seeded Mavs sit and watch the play in tournament. On the year, Doncic has been critical for this team's success, no secret. Averaging 28 points Five points per game, 9.1 boards, 8.7 assists. The Mavericks are an early two-point dog on Saturday in Game 1 against the Jazz in that first-round Western Conference matchup. The Los Angeles Lakers have officially announced that head coach Frank Vogel is fired. Of course, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, though, reporting that last night, making for a very awkward post-game press conference after L.A.'s overtime win at Denver. The Lakers, who were among the betting favorites to win it all this year, end their season a very disappointing 19-and-a-half win short of their preseason win total, 33-49 and on the year, and on the outside, looking in as the NBA postseason begins. Also out in the association, Alvin Gentry, who was informed that he is no longer the interim head coach of the Sacramento Kings. According to Sham Sharania, Gentry took over for Luke Walton after he was fired earlier in the season. Got some NFL news regarding the draft and the quarterbacks for the league that, of course, we know never sleeps. NFL insider Jordan Schultz reporting his league sources say the Saints are very high on Malik Willis and Kenny pick it and will consider trading up to get one of them. Also, NFL analyst Greg Cosell said he wouldn't be surprised if five QBs are taken in the first round of this year's draft. In such a scenario, most or all of the NFL's quarterback-hungry teams would burn a first rounder on a signal caller, which would presumably include teams like the Panthers, the Lions, Falcons, Steelers, Seahawks. How sad is that, by the way? For a quarterback draft class that's considered to be mediocre at best, none of these guys in a normal year would be top-tier selections. The over-under on Total quarterbacks taken in the first round two and a half juice to the over at minus 225 but seriously just listen to just listen to the Lombardi line one of these days and hear how our guy Michael Lombardi talks about this quarterback class. It is it is brutal. It is not looking good and so the fact that these teams might be considering that is a little bit worrisome. Um, let's get you caught up on some of the MLB scores from the day's early games. Guardians and Royals currently in the top of the eighth. I hope you took the over in that one. Six five. Royals trailing by one with one out in that frame uh, Orioles leading the Brewers two nothing at home in the bottom of five and the Rockies have a one nothing lead over the Rangers in Texas in the top of the third currently starting here in just a couple minutes five minutes I believe first pitch Red Sox at the Detroit Tigers uh, Sox are minus 120 favorite on the money line total in that one set at nine and a half so get the bets in while you still can. Uh, Like I mentioned off the top, though, with the NBA regular season now in the rear view, we finally, again, have some games that we can look to that are meaningful, where players are motivated to win, where they're not resting starters. Uh, So let's get into it a little bit. Four of the eight first-round matchups are set. The other four, of course, going to be decided by the play-in tournament as the top two seeds in each conference, so the Phoenix Suns and the Memphis Grizzlies in the west, uh, Miami Heat and Boston Celtics in the east, We'll wait and see who they ultimately will draw. Just a quick reminder how the play-in works. Seven plays eight, nine plays ten. The winner of the 7-8 game gets the seven seed, while the loser plays the winner of the nine-ten for the number eight seed. I know that's a little bit convoluted when you say it like that, but we'll go game by game here real quickly. Starting in the East, uh, the Nets eight-and-a-half point favorites at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers Tuesday night for the right to play the Celtics. Total set at 228 and a half. Loser will play the winner of the Hawks and Hornets game. We know all the rumors. Ben Simmons availability swirling. He's not going to play in the play-in, but there is optimism with the back injury. He could return for the first round with the current constructed roster. How do they match up with the Cavs first and foremost? Well, Cleveland, uh, for as wonderful as a story as they have been, we got to call a spade a spade here. They've been borderline abysmal since the all-star break nine and 17 straight up since February 12th. So you'd think a really nice matchup here for a Brooklyn team that obviously had high expectations, did not meet them in the regular season and now is poised for a playoff run. They just beat Cleveland 118 one Oh seven on Friday, took three of four in the season series. The nets did cover the eight and a half that last game. And as much as I've been a Nets hater throughout the course of the year, this is the play in you expect Kevin Durant and Kyrie to set the tone that it's go time Both teams have been pretty brutal covering teams down the stretch, as you see there on your screen. Three and nine ATS, the last 12 for Cleveland. One and five, their last six as a road dog. Brooklyn's numbers not much better. Three and 23 ATS, their last 26 games as a home favorite. Um, so if you want to bet this game, I would back the, the Nets if you forced my hand here. Um, but definitely you could see Brooklyn being a, a money line parlay piece better than laying that number if you don't feel comfortable. Then Wednesday, as I mentioned, Hornets Hawks facing off in a loser leaves town game. Atlanta, a four and a half point favorite, minus 190 on the money line, total 236 and a half. I'm not betting this game. But ya girls rooting for the Queen City, Charlotte Hornets. I will tell you that up front. You can make an argument, I feel like, for either team pretty easily in this game. The Hawks have been... Better playing defense lately, playing with a little more urgency. Trey Young expected to do some Trey Young things. Uh, They ended their regular season with a dominant win over the Rockets. We know they have good playoff experience from last year's deep run, which gives them an edge. But I did see John Collins was asked the other day if he'd be available, said not sure yet, not ideal. Charlotte, meanwhile, they don't have that deep postseason experience, but is a team looking to make amends for the way they lost in the spot to Indiana last year. Could make things interesting. And Charlotte's been a really good covering team on the road, 15-5-1 ATS their last 21 road games. Um, Hawks trends do certainly have uh, success covering lately as well. 4 no ATS, their last four at home. But I could really make the argument, like I said, either way in this game, but your girl is rooting for the Charlotte Hornets. The over, or sorry, the under- Good to note six and one the last seven meetings between these two teams. We'll let's take a look on the West side of things and how the West play in will be uh, one Tuesday pits the eight seed Clippers and seven seeded Timberwolves head to head for a date with the Memphis Grizzlies total 230 and a half L.A. A three point road dog. The Clippers eh, haven't been anything special this year. Barely survived there to get over 500 without most without their stars most of the year. Still no Kawhi, but Paul George and Norman Powell are back. L.A. ended the year winning five straight games, four and one ATS in that time. Hard to take much from their previous meetings, I think. L.A. won the first three back in November. The Timberwolves won 122-104 in January, but that one was without George on the court, who was the lead scorer of the previous three. The Timberwolves had a great season, uh, but need to regroup, I think, after their recent stretch. Gone four and and ten um, their last 14 Again, a team in L.A. that uh, we've seen given them fits, albeit earlier in the year. So you're going to need a big night from Carl Anthony Towns as well as Anthony Edwards, who's been scoring 21.3 points per game. Uh, this is a game that I think I'm going to have to do some more research going into to tomorrow. But on the surface, I do like L.A. as of now. And if George plays to his potential, they win the reboarding battle. Um, I-, I think that they could earn that date with the Grizzlies here. Loser will face the winner of Spurs Pelican, San Antonio Five point dog in the big easy total 228 and a half. This one's an interesting matchup. Um, the Pelicans have been one of the best teams in the NBA as a home favorite to this season, 10-4 and 1 against the spread. But the Spurs have been just as good as road dogs, 19-12 and 1 ATS. Uh, in its current form, though, in series history, Eileen taking the dog here with the Spurs. San Antonio won three of four against the Pelicans this year. The one-time New Orleans won. Uh, came on one of the one of the worst Spurs games of the season they shot 36% from the floor 25% from beyond the arc the other three games were Spurs 15 point win 10 point win and a 4 point win in that most recent game and when you look at the numbers as of late, even though Murray missed a number of games here down the stretch, the Spurs have the number two defensive rating and number 14 offensive rating in the NBA over their last 10 games. The Pelicans, 16th and 12th in those respective categories. So I think this is a close one, uh, especially since the Spurs have been on fire against the spread as of late, though, going 9-1-1 ATS their last 11 Give me San Antonio, and they could make things interesting on the money line too. Don't forget, guys, uh, this show, as well as every show on VSIN, are available as podcasts now. So if you couldn't miss the, the full hour or you just missed a segment, you can download anywhere, anytime on your own schedule to get caught up. We'll post the show every day. We'll also be putting out bonus mini pods. Make sure you check for that on Thursday. Subscribe to the My Guys in the Desert podcast and never miss a show. On the other side of the break, we're going to fade or follow the big public plays of the evening. And as promised, Jimmy and Vinny at the South Point take us behind the counter. Don't go anywhere. This is VSIN, the sports betting network.
0: Zigazoo has made me zigzag.
1: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's Radio's I Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
7: Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai, if you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase.
4: You're listening to My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming. Daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy, all for just $19. Our all-digital MLB guide at vcin.com is available now. And Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets on all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingarten's MLB futures bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to vcin through the NFL draft for just $19 at vcin.com spring. And make sure you check out our new Sunday show, The Run Line, as well. Speaking of baseball, we're doing fade or fall today with regards to the biggest public plays of the evening but we're doing an MLB edition for you so let's see if we agree or disagree with the public the athletics taken on the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa Rays a minus 240 favorite 88% of the handle 78% of bets I follow, but at minus 240, I'd use this more as a parlay piece or buy on the run line instead at minus 110. I think they can still cover that. Tampa comes into this one, the lone undefeated team in the MLB after sweeping the Orioles. Their pitching staff allowed just four runs in three games. Luis Patino on the mound today, who, while he struggled to go deep in games last year, looked great at the end of the season, um, didn't allow a run in his lone spring training start. So this Rays batting lineup is deep. I like that. I I follow on this one. Also, as far as a run line bet goes, Nationals taking on the Atlanta Braves in true Park, the defending World Series champs. 99% of the handle, betting them on the run line tonight, 82% of bets. And again, I think that the money is well placed here. I made this bet earlier this morning, actually. The Braves owned this series last year, winning 14 to 18 meetings with the Nats. Waskar Yanoa on the mound. He threw four and two-thirds innings, his fall spring tune-up. No concerns with his workload. 100 Ks in 91 innings last season. And outside of Juan Soto, Washington really lacks firepower. Um, They did work against, you know, last season. Had a one, they did not do work, rather. Had a 1.58 batting average against him. So I think they struggle offensively. Again, give me Atlanta. And then with regards to a total, Mets-Phillies under 9.5. 81% of the handle, 61% of bets on the under. I have no real strong opinion here, honestly. Trend-wise, last season, the under was 6-0-1. Their their final seven meetings. But the wind blowing out in Citizens Bank park this is a bet I passed on a total I do like however Yankees Blue Jays over nine that's one I do have in pocket right now let's talk to the men who make the numbers Jimmy Vaquero and Vinny Maiulo down at our sister studio at the South Point. Point um, two of the most prominent bookmakers here in Vegas for years and years lucky to have them on the show every Monday fellas how was Masters weekend
8: Stormy, uh the masters uh, did delivered as it does every year the number one uh, ranked in terms of handle betting handle uh, golf event of the year. Uh, not really surprising the tradition of it, uh, the familiarity of it of course um, and uh, the fact that we get to book it for uh, uh, for you know longer than any other tournament as well so uh, you know about 10 months uh, <laughs> uh, to a year. And uh, of course, the Tiger factor. You know, the sentimental uh, aspect of Tiger Woods opened at 100 to one. There's a lot of stories about what he closed them at 30 to one uh, here at South Point. Uh, by the way, whoever uh, got a chance on uh, Scottie Scheffler, 40 to one on the opener. And uh, what this young man has done in uh, in the last uh, just the last couple of months has been nothing short of spectacular. And getting back to Tiger, proposition bets: Will Tiger make the cut? The no favorite at minus 145. Didn't discourage anybody. Wound up closing uh, the yes, uh, the favorite there. And uh, Tiger Woods' first-round score, over or under 74.5. Well, they bet he would uh, end up open minus 120 and even on the over. Uh, the over, uh, the over, the uh, the under-cashed. Uh, they bet a lot of support for Tiger this weekend. Jimmy, and I know you have a lot of fond memories of Tiger. Yeah.
4: My ass kicked a lot (laughs) of times with this guy. You know what? First of all, you know, Stormy, it's great to start the week off with the queen of the airways, you. So I just want you to know that.
5: What a doll you are. Always love that. You're the best.
4: (laughs) You know know what, uh, getting back to, like, real time... uh, the Master saved us for the weekend. Yeah. I mean, it was really, really good. You know, not, you know, usually don't take big bets, but we took a $20,000 bet on a matchup, and obviously, you know, if I say it was a good weekend, that was a part of it. And the ticket count, because of Tiger, I mean, sure. make make no mistake about it. He drove the ticket count, and he also drove people being here. And any time when yep. you have a casino sports book, the best thing you can do as a sports book is like take action and have people come in and sit for the entire day. Uh, that coupled with a little bit of what's going on with the finals with the NBA, uh, so it wound up a very very good weekend for Chris and the crew.
5: Good, happy to hear it. Um, yeah, it was an interesting event because I feel like Scotty. The whole way kind of held... Nobody thought, I feel like, coming into this one, that the world number one would be able to do it again. The things that he's done over the last 57 mm-hmm. days have been incredible, but he goes out and does it. So congrats to Scotty Scheffler getting his first green jacket and Tiger, like you said, making the cut. He did eventually see get tired. You know, we kind of expected after a few days that Tiger probably wouldn't be able mm. to hang on to his start, but he did. Um, you mentioned saving you for the weekend. How much of that also came in tow with the NBA results yesterday? Because teams that needed to win and ended up going 9-1 and one yesterday. I imagine some parlays came through on your guys' end.
4: We got our ass kicked yesterday <laughs> by the NBA. I can tell you that. First of all, it was hard to book because every fifteen minutes, here comes a different lineup. Yep. So you went from a minus six to a pick at times, and a pick to a minus six. So you just try to stay ahead of the game. But naturally, the people were out there; uh, they beat us up pretty good with that. I think we lost what, about twenty-two thousand on uh, yeah. on something like that. Not just the end of the world, but I get to real glad it's over with, and that we can start off at least with the place where you know there's at least going to be an effort by the first
8: team. And you know what else? Uh, and we tip our caps uh, to the uh, to the betters too, Storm, because yesterday. They were uh, the regular season wins for the NBA were posted as well. So uh, and when uh, you know there were two uh, two, two of the, the the bigger decisions went the public's way. Uh, they bet the Bulls over, uh, and of course uh, the, they uh, they they did they did exceptionally well. They they, they flew over their uh, total of forty two and a half on the uh, on the opener, and the other one. Uh, that, uh, that did well was, uh, was the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. That was another one that uh, the folks uh, absolutely got right. We had them at 32.5, and, of course, they wound up winning 46 games. So you, you, you combine that with the must-win aspect yesterday and the teams delivering and the public betting on them yesterday, parlaying them, and then, of course, uh, the regular season wins went their way too. So uh, should set up well for the, uh, for the upcoming playoffs in terms of betting handle.
5: Well, yeah, I'm looking to that, Jimmy. The betting you... handle
8: was ve- Oh, I'm sorry.
5: Oh, no, I was just going to say, can you take us into the, the NBA play-in games beginning tomorrow? Um, just describe the betting action, particularly early for those games.
4: You, you know what uh, I saw I was just clicking through some stuff and sending it out on my, uh, on my Twitter site. And and here we go. I mean, I looked at the, at the games on Tuesday and Wednesday, and look at the totals on these games, 229, 230, 231.5. So it just jarred this old memory of mine way back when to the 80s and 90s, where totals on playoff games were usually in the minus, you know, 190 and 180-something, even lower than that at times. It shows you the difference of the game, the way it's played, as it was just a short 30 years ago as it is today. So uh, we would never, ever see totals like that. Maybe once in a while when Denver was playing and, and the team came in and we're out of breath, it may be there. But uh, you see these totals. And uh, good matchups for Tuesday and Wednesday. And as we get into the weekend, and actually our baseball our baseball crowd will be the same. So look forward to uh, another good four to six weeks uh, in, in the sports books uh, starting on Tuesday.
8: I think you're going to see support, uh, particularly for Brooklyn, uh, going into uh, this uh, this playoff season tomorrow. Uh, the Nets up to eight and a half. Stormy up a little bit. Uh, Minnesota uh, as three-point favorites. Everybody anticipating that the Clippers are, pro- you know, hopefully going to get healthy there. Uh, right now, the Atlanta four and a half over Charlotte in their first game, and then the uh, uh, New Orleans five uh, down from five and a half uh, mm-hmm. against uh, San Antonio. So uh, there's no question that uh, the NBA playoffs are very popular. There's some you know, folks that criticize, frankly, that there's an actual play-in. We don't mind it because it <laughs> adds business to, for us, Jim.
4: Yeah, it sure does. You know, I'm going to be – it's a wait and see for me. I want to see exactly what the, we used to talk about so much, a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday when the Lakers was the last game of the night. Mm-hmm. And obviously there would always be more money on the Lakers game because it was the last game of the night, and here we right. are. It's just the Lakers. So with them guys gone, though, we'll see what happens. Now, it's not going to like chop it in half, but I guarantee it will be a little less. Than it normally would be,
8: yeah, especially in the in the early uh, rounds. I think, uh, uh, Stormy, but the fact is, you know, the Suns. We saw great popularity with the Suns last year, and are going to be a, a, a hot side again here in the West. Long as the Warriors are involved, Jimmy, and mm-hmm. you know, since they've been uh, a re- relevant and won a few championships a few years back, so the Warriors will be popular as well, and then the Clippers too. So, but it's uh, it's not quite you know, going to be quite the same uh, with the Lakers out.
5: No, I agree with you there, and I, I'm i just excited, honestly, and I'm sure you guys are as bookmakers as well, that we finally have teams knowing who's going to be out there on the court. Nobody's sitting anymore. Everybody's motivated. Everybody wants to win, yep. um, so it'll be great. Uh, last thing before I let you go, you mentioned it a little bit, but the start of MLB season, been going well on your guys' end, everybody betting all day?
8: You're first. Yep. Yeah. Baseball, uh, and the fact that there's day baseball now at this time of year on a, more, on a pretty consistent basis, Stormy. Love having day baseball get folks involved early, not just with uh, uh, straight bets but with parlays. So very excited to have baseball with us during the day.
4: Just have, me, just have the Dodgers lose a couple of games during the week in the Yankees, and, Jim, you'll feel really good about baseball.
5: There you go. You guys are the best. Really appreciate you on a Monday, as always. Have a great day.
8: Bye, Stormy. See ya.
5: Two of my favorite guys, although nobody has called me a queen ever, I will say. So I appreciate that from Jimmy. What a guy. Uh, Make sure you check them out over at the South Point when we come back. Some plus money props in the MLB and NHL coming up tonight, as well as John Legaza, MLB writer for The Athletic, breaking down the evening slate.
4: to my guys of the desert with stormy bonantoni on v the sports betting network
5: Back here on My Guys in the Desert, this segment brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh new way to enjoy nicotine. They're smoke-free, spit-free, and made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid, place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zin is available in 10 varieties and now two strengths. Three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six for even more nicotine enjoyment. It's simple and discreet. You can get your Zin anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zin. Visit Zinn.com. That's Z-Y to learn more and find Zin nicotine pouches near you. Zin nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and up who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Time for some of my favorite plus money props and we love that plus money honey looking at the NHL and MLB options tonight and let's start in the National Hockey League. There's only one game on the slate tonight and I do have a prop I like. Jets winger Nikolai Ehlers against Montreal and I am debating whether or not I want Want to bet one or both of these but over four and a half shots on goals plus 130 and he's plus 140 for an anytime goal. My guy is on a heater and it just feels right to ride the hot hand against a bad defensive team. Ehlers has five goals his last five games and in the last two games alone three goals on 16 shots against Ottawa and Colorado. He didn't play the lone previous meeting the season with Montreal but the Jets without Ehlers put up an eight spot and Ehlers has scored in half of his career games against the Canadians so I'm rolling with it there in the MLB. It's- it's still early, but we're trying to find the goods. Uh, Kyle Schwarber for the Phillies, plus 255 to go yard against the Mets. Schwarber absolutely owns Taiwan Walker. He's 5 for 10 with five homers and seven RBI, his career against him. Schwarber also hits leadoff, so he's going to get those extra plate appearances. After staying silent his opening after his opening day long ball, I think he goes the distance today. Just wish it was higher than plus 255, but we're rolling with. And last one here, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to have an RBI today against the Yankees, plus 115. The Blue Jays' first baseman. Five for 11 at the plate with four RBI already. The season has at least one in each of their three games so far. And did you see the 467-footer yesterday? He'd be swinging. Uh, had success against Tyone as well. Three for seven with a homer and two RBI. So let's roll with Vladdy. Time to also roll with a first-time guest here on the program. Very excited to welcome in John Lugeza, baseball writer for The Athletic and host of the Court Stats podcast on the Mayo Media Network. Gives out greatly, great daily fantasy advice. Best bets. Welcome into the program. First weekend of MLB in the books. How'd you make out?
3: Excellent. Of course, man. It's the reason for the season. I'm so psyched to be here. Thank you so much. You know, you said addictive chemical and I was really flattered. I thought you were talking about me. I do have that effect on people.
5: Yes, you do. And your Twitter is addictive as well with all the great analytics that you drop on there at MLB moving average AVG doing a great job there. Um, What are some of your early trends and takeaways that you have seen as you've watched these first few series in the books?
3: Listen, right now, I think as far as betting goes from the betting lens, the most important thing is just sustainability. Don't get ourselves into trouble. Be very smart with your risk. Stay within yourself, because we're really trying to find out where these teams are. And I'm not trying to overreact to small samples. That's the opposite of what we're trying to do. However, if we look at production in baseball a series of waves, which I think it really is, right? There are ups and downs. We just want to identify where in the wave we are right now and not be trying to buy into off-season narratives. Last season stats really don't mean very much right now. Show me the teams that are showing patience and not striking out. I'm more into that than preseason projections.
5: Well, as you start to dive into some of the numbers and the games that you feel are most bettable tonight, what are some of your your leans or maybe your favorite bet of the afternoon coming up here?
3: Well, You know, I didn't wear my pinstripes, but I can't hide the accent. I am, you know, dyed in the wool, New York Yankee (laughs) fan, born and bred, born and bred in Brooklyn, New York. And I joke, not only is my, my blood, but my son's nursery are both pinstriped. I love the Highlanders, but I also make my most money betting baseball going up against them because the public just can't help themselves. And I think today is another one of those days. Gosh, I really am very much into analytics. I think they're very important, especially with our new understandings. That being said, if you can get Alec Manoa and the Blue Jays for near even money, you basically take them and just go to sleep. You know, there's sometimes it's just that easy. The Blue Jays do everything well on in offense, including the things the Yankees don't. Like I mentioned, discipline, discipline, discipline. Give, show me those metrics. The, the Yankees are chasing then striking out. The Blue Jays have a 16.7% K rate as a team with a 9.15 OPS. That is basically an all-star line as a team. Give me the Blue Jays in the even money. This one's pretty easy. Give me the swing and miss with Manoa. Tyone has been good in the Bronx. I understand and I like him. I just don't think anyone is good enough to suppress those Blue Jays. I think they kind of have a bit of a sour taste in their mouth. The pitching in the bullpen didn't really go the way they wanted. I think they're coming to the Bronx in you know, order to make a statement.
5: I know our producer, Stephanie, was not pleased with uh, the Yankees taking two of three against her Red Sox, which you were obviously pleased with from the fan perspective, but she will certainly be rooting for your ticket today with the Blue Jays. (laughs) You also did a a great article recently on The Athletic talking about how the first five innings are a bet that deserves some more recognition that maybe some people should be getting more in on. What have you come across as you analyze those first five bets?
3: Well, I could show off real quick that I'm a listener as well as a Guess and what you have talked about, oftentimes, you know, in great detail, really, is trying to avoid variables, at least the ones in our control. I mean, easily, easily, the wonkiest thing about baseball are bullpens. Not only the usage, but the production is erratic. Is a pitcher going to pitch the second day in a row? Will they be as effective? Will they come out the third time? Then you're really worried it's a roller coaster ride and another thing i talk about is trying to preserve emotional capital as well as financial capital give me the f5 where if we're tied after the five i get my money back but i got something else for you especially when it comes to favorites if you're not ahead after five don't you want your money back anyway <laughs> we pretty much mean to be listen we when you bet a favorite and you laid down the oh i didn't want to use the j word i'm allergic to juice i'm already starting to scratch when you're going to pay extra money because you're a favorite you really want to be ahead in baseball, give me the extra money and I'll take you to my favorite one. I really suggest everyone check out the article because I think theory is very important. But as far as underdogs, that's how we like to make our money. Also, I'm a listener. Give me the run line as an underdog where we can cash a ticket in a tie game without scoring a run. And oftentimes we can have the pitching edge as well. Let's think about the Miami Marlins, right? Teams that have strong starting pitching, not great bullpens and are not also very strong in the win column. Oftentimes they're ahead after five, they lose. And they end up being an underdog again the next day, and we already cashed after five. So there really are a lot of interesting avenues, other than, you know, the way that people are doing it. I always suggest being willing to be innovative, something that you speak about also being malleable. You know, you don't have to fit the mold. I know I don't, and I know you don't. And I'm pretty proud of that. So- I love the F5 game. I'm always about that. And you know what? I am a dad. I'm a doting father. And I get to go to sleep a lot earlier if I can be selfish for a minute. I
5: got to tell you, I think that itch is contagious. I don't like the juice either. Not one bit. Um, But obviously, you mentioned the Mariners there as a first five candidate. Do you like them on the money line today trying to avoid that split against the Twins?
3: Well, you know, I, I mentioned team narrative and bad team bias. The Mariners are going to suffer from this all year. I can pretty much answer your question. Yes pretty much all year they're underdogs when they shouldn't i mean they even if we think the offenses are pretty much split And I think there's a good argument for that. Maybe the Twins have a bit of an edge. But again, I like to focus on discipline. If we're only looking at a five or nine-inning sample, the thing in the hitter's control is discipline. I don't want to worry about batted ball events. Seattle, very good as far as discipline. 21% strikeout, more than a 10% walk rate. That's in the top five in the league. And they're a young team. So there really is a pathway there for them to open the next level. And again, small samples. What do we want to avoid? Something you speak about again. Avoiding the home runs, mm-hmm. Dylan Bunty's a home run machine, and Chris Flexen throws like a shot put. I'm not sure why the Mariners aren't the dogs, so I'm gonna take him at plus money for the f5. I'm gonna pay just a tiny bit of the J word and get the half run just in case it's one one or two two, and I'll probably have a little bit on the money line as well because Seattle does have a pretty distinct edge as far as bullpens. So I think again, back to being malleable, there are times that it's okay to say. Maybe the F5 is not the best idea. Let's get the extra plate appearances because we feel comfortable in the bullpen. So, yes, I'm all about the M's. As long as the market is going to give us that plus sign that we love so very much, I'll probably be backing them as long as that lasts.
5: And I love all of the detail with regards to your strategy in approaching these games. How much, if at all, do you bet props? Uh, And is there one perhaps on tonight's evening slate that stood out to you?
3: Well, yeah, it's really going to depend on the price, as always. Man, I have really gone back and forth with some really. I have gone back and forth with some really smart people, and I know a lot of people love K props. I struggle with the price. I know you like home run props, and I can get behind them because of the price. <laughs> so I really like Mitch Haniger. Home runs come in bunches. He just hit one. Dylan Bundy poke high four touchdowns. It has a better chance of giving up four home runs than he does zero tonight. So I think we have a good chance of cashing like a plus three fifty, and you get to tune down the risk and. You know, root for that home run—the most exciting play in the game. Give me Hannah going to go yard tonight.
5: You're awesome, John. I hope that we can have you more Thank on you. the program throughout the season. Thanks for doing this. All right, thanks. That's John Leguiza. Make sure you give him a follow at MLB Moving Averages. Again, post really great analytics in detail on his Twitter um, and his work, of course, with The Athletic covering the MLB. When we come back, Julian Edlow of DraftKings. We're going to break down all things association, the play-in, and maybe some series prices with regards to the playoffs. Don't go anywhere. More My Guys on the other side.
7: And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase.
4: You're listening to My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city now in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. A couple quick MLB score updates for you. The Guardians now have a 10-7 lead over the Kansas City Royals in the bottom of the ninth. The Tigers have taken an early 1-0 lead over the Red Sox. In the top of the third and we are tied at one midway through the fifth in the Rockies Rangers game also got a couple NHL plays for you this evening although there is only one game we got 14 in the National Hockey League tomorrow just one tonight and it's the Montreal Canadiens taking on the Winnipeg Jets I like the over six and a half here as my favorite best bet my power play of the night Uh, their last meeting in March An 8-4 final, seven combined goals in the first period alone. The Jets on the second half of a back-to-back this year have gone over in their last eight instances. And neither of these teams have defended overly well by any means as of late, particularly the Jets. It's easy for me to see Montreal managing another strong offensive output against the Jets team, and uh, the Canadians should score three or more here. So I really do like the over 6.5. I also like the first period – Over And if you do over two, you do have plus money value. If you do the one and a half, it's probably just like a 170. So I'd rather go with the plus money here. Six straight games now for Montreal. That have seen two to four goals scored in the first period. Winnipeg, four of their last five, seen two or more. So I like the over two. I know it's kind of cringy, but like I said, they had seven combined goals the first period. Their previous matchup, I think that they have a high scoring affair and it starts early. Time to turn our attention back to the association. Welcome in content specialist and betting analyst over at DraftKings, Julian Edlow, host of the Unreasonable Odds podcast as well. And uh, the NBA regular season, Julian in the rearview now. how do you make out now that the season? season said and done any win totals come through for you or how you feeling?
9: Yeah, really good regular season. Um, the the best one I've had in what have I been doing this like four years posting picks on Twitter. So improvement. Nice to see um, a lot of, you know, profitable on player props, profitable against the spread. Um, futures had the Bulls win total over the Pelicans under those both came through. Um, so yeah, nice season. And now we we see what this crazy season gives to us because it is going to be a wild one, I think.
5: Yeah, and I'm excited. I've been saying it all throughout the hour today, just excited to have, you know, games that matter now, not having to worry about resting starters. Everybody is all in as much as possible here until a title is awarded. Um, and, and just with regards to the play-in, as we get started here Tuesday and Wednesday, which play-in intrigues you the most from a betting perspective? Is there one that really stood out when you saw the number and you wanted to get in on it?
9: Yeah, I think what should probably be the best game um, is the one with the closest spread, and that would be the Clippers and Timberwolves game. And the Clippers are an intriguing team. Uh, you know, Minnesota's been really good. You don't always know what you're going to get, but the Clippers, you know, they still loaded up. They got guys like Norm Powell and Robert Covington to kind of fill in for the regular season for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and they and they did that. Um, but now you have Paul George back and the rumblings of Kawhi Leonard eventually coming back has to keep this team kind of thinking positive. Like, Hey, if we can get in and make a run and get Kawhi back, you don't know what's going to happen here. So with the Clippers, uh, I like them with the, what is it? Three points. Now Mm -hmm. I like them on the money line. I think they're going to beat, uh, Minnesota. That's a huge game because the loser gets one more game to try and get in, but you get that eight seed and now you're playing the suns. Um, who are machine-like and heavily favored to come out of the West. Memphis is a great story this year, um, but I would much rather play Memphis than Phoenix, and that's what the winner of this game gets to do and potentially go on a run in the West. So I think this is a big game. I like the Clippers in it. Um, and I think it should be the most entertaining play-in game.
5: And I just like the way that the Clippers have played lately, especially since yeah. Paul George has come back here down the stretch, like closing out their season on a five-game win streak, four-and-one against the spread, against a Timberwolves team. that's Their trajectory has gone a little bit the other direction here in the last 10-14 games, so I, I'm with you. I like L.A. Um, the, the game I feel like everybody's talking about, whether there's value in it or not necessarily, is the Nets-Cavaliers game, because you do have Brooklyn in a play-in here. They're big favorite eight and a half point spread Um, but I mean huge on the money line minus 400 there so maybe that's a Harley piece type of a figure here for Brooklyn but everybody's talking about this game you got Ky D- KD you got Kyrie no Ben Simmons but everybody has very very high expectations throughout the postseason for Brooklyn not just the play-in
9: yeah and Seth Curry's a little dinged up right now Um, it's just so this is dumb, but like, there's some spots in the NBA where you like, you know, a win is going to happen. I don't know if the Nets are going to cover a lot. It's a not, it's a lot of points for a team that kind of struggled to get by Indy. Um, they handled Cleveland pretty good in that big regular season game down the stretch. Although Cleveland did tighten it up a little bit in the third quarter. Um, this is like the ultimate money line parlay piece for me. Um, I just don't think the Nets are going to lose this game. Uh, not a very hot take whatsoever, <laughs> but I'm extremely confident in it. So, like, this is a piece that I'm kind of linking with things together throughout the week. Um, so, like, any, if you have... What are you again, linking it up with? Gonna... Do you
5: have, like, some baseball you're pairing it with, or what's your plan?
9: Right. So, like, I, I really want to pair it with a couple of the games over the weekend, um, and some of them not necessarily out yet. Like, the Suns, whoever they get in their game one, the Bucs are a huge favorite against the Bulls. Like, that could be a three-teamer for you right there. Um, and then baseball, yeah. Like, if you have baseball favorites on on today, tomorrow, or that you can link forward to on Wednesday, on Tuesday night, like, that gives you three days' worth of, of games that you can link up with the Nets and get a team that's, you know, minus 225 that you don't want to lay the run and a half with, but you can link them with the Nets, and now you just need them to win outright Um, that's how I'm thinking about, that's how I'm thinking about this Nets team. Um, or if you're, you have the capability of making an open parlay and using Nets money line and saving it for something for later.
5: Very interesting. I love the strategy and the approach to that. Um, uh, another one of these play-ins here, we have San Antonio plus five taken on the New Orleans Pelicans. That's one where I kind of leaned with the dog here, just based on series history and the way that they've played lately. But I could see an argument be made either way. Did you have any initial feel?
9: Yeah, I think the two Wednesday games are, are really tough. Um, the Clippers are my favorite play by far, and the Nets. However, you want to money line parlay. If you love if you love the Clippers enough, then just you know put the Nets with with the Clippers. Like, there's a lot of things I think you can do with it. But on Wednesday, yeah, I first looked at it. I, the you know the Pelicans. It's interesting because the Pelicans were buyers this season, and the Spurs were sellers uh these teams are much worse than like the last two teams that got into the east the hawks and hornets both went over 500 these teams are well Mm -hmm. under 500 um which is you know if you want to look further down the line that friday game whoever does lose the timberwolves clippers game i love them in the game against whoever wins this game if you want to be thinking you know a couple of moves ahead but I'm with you. I, I would. This is dog or pass for me. It's too It's too many points with the five. Um, the Spurs played the Pelicans really well this year, including recently when they had Ingram and CJ McCollum. So it's a lot of points. The Spurs are always pesky. DeJounte Murray's really good. They have the bodies. So, yeah, San Antonio are passing that one.
5: And then as we get to the fourth one here, I can't bet this game because my heart wants me to have the Charlotte Hornets to win, but my head tells me it's the Atlanta Hawks day just on the surface, not really diving into the numbers particularly, but that's just how I feel in my soul. Um, did you bet this game or are you holding off?
9: I haven't bet this one. So the best I can do is just tell you how I feel in my soul as well and see if it <laughs> al- see if it aligns. Um, Charlotte did not show well in the play-in game last year, if you will uh, Mm -hmm. remember. They played Indiana, and they got smoked by, like, 30 points. And it wasn't a game just out of the jump. They were not in good position. Um, Maybe that was a learning experience. You know, LaMelo Ball, a a year to develop, they've they've gotten better for sure. Um, But you look at the Hawks, and this is, I mean, this team was in the Eastern Conference Final last year. Uh, it it feels like they have the higher ceiling. They're at home. That's why they're favored by four and a half points. So I I lean with you on the dog in in the other 9-10 game. In this one, I I do lean to the favorite. Um, I I just think the Hawks, if they play their best game, which they have a better shot of doing at home, should be able to win this one with a little bit of margin.
5: And they certainly have the playoff experience with the deep run that they had last year. Uh, I saw also on DraftKings, you can bet series prices, series spreads. Were there any that caught your attention early?
9: Oh man, I came on ready to talk to you guys about this great Bucks minus two and a <laughs> half games against the Bulls, meaning either win it in a sweep or win it in five games. It was even money on DraftKings this morning. Last I looked, it's minus 195. Yep, so that one ninety five. Yeah, that's what I
5: see. Flew. Minus one ninety five. Ouch.
9: There you go. That one flew off the board. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's still gonna hit if you want to lay the juice, but um. Other one real quick, just wrap. I think the Raptors are going to upset the Sixers um, and you can get some good plus money there. I think the Sixers are going to have trouble with that defense.
5: Love it. Really appreciate the time. As always, Julian, we'll be checking in with you throughout the playoffs, but congrats on a great regular season and let's keep it rolling here in the postseason.
9: Anytime. Look forward to talking down the line. Thanks, Stormy.
5: That's Julian Edlow. As he mentioned, had a really good record in the regular season, and he posts his plays on Twitter. He also does previews on DK Nation, so make sure you check it out at Julian Edlow again on Twitter. That's a wrap for my guys in the desert, but thanks for hanging out with us this hour. On the other side of the break, you're going to get Danny Burke and Rush Hour. Enjoy it, and good luck with your bets tonight.
3: flash compatibility